Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Velocity. This is your host, Snehal Singh. The month of March, we have been celebrating about women. And I'm just so grateful that every woman that we have been speaking to and you have been listening to uh, in the past few days have brought in so much of value, not only in terms of the experiences, but so many things that we have learned through just hearing their journeys and their stories. Similarly, today, I have someone absolutely special with us, Susan K. Younger. She's a consultant with Engaging Humanity in the Workplace, a certified bank iOS coach. We're going to ask her more about that and a certified and licensed bank trainer. Her chapter in the book, Gifts of the Universe, is titled Being Uniquely Me and You Uniquely You. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because I am personally so intrigued about just the title so Susan, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here with us today and giving us something very, very, very precious, and that's your time. Uh, I just know your title, so tell us a little bit more about who you are. So I am one of those odd characters who has taken on so many different roles in life, and people are always looking at it like, why would you go from that to this, and what do you mean you're still doing all of these things? So as a child, I knew I was interested in architecture and a girl to be interested in architecture back in the 60s was not at all common. And even in grade school, my mom and dad moved several times. Every time they looked at a house, they would talk about what room functioned well, what didn't play well. And so I would sketch plans for them. And mom later said, I wish I had saved those. She says they were so funny. They didn't always work, but you knew what you were trying to do to solve a problem. So when I wrote about being an architect in sixth grade, the teacher also said, so choose something else because she did not want me to lose hope on something she did not see as a possibility. I, on the other hand, had family who always supported me, who always told me to be what I wanted to be. And as I wrote in the story, my mom used to say, had I not been there for your birth, I wouldn't know you are my daughter because we are so uniquely different. She was the woman who played silly games on others and loved practical jokes and rode horses and would rather be doing fun things outdoors than taking care of the house. Not that she wasn't a great mom and a wonderful cook and did those things, but those weren't the things that gave her joy. I, meanwhile, loved to do the things in school and take care of stuff as drawings and, and different things that our creative interests went in so many different directions. But I was also shy. And so the story I wrote is about her encouraging me to take the talents I have. And she encouraged me to try out to be the drum major at junior high marching band. Now, that's not normally what you think of as your first chance to be a leader but it was really my first chance to be a leader. And it was a way for me to start to see that I could step forward, still be part of something and still be just who I was, not who anybody else expected me to be, but who I was. So those gifts in life are what inspired me to go on and get a degree in architecture, work for a small firm, become director of store planning, and when I was given that position, I didn't even tell people I was being given a directorship because 
in my mind, that was something they did not know me for. So I just said, oh, I'm going to do store planning here. It was a directorship. The department was me. <laughs> you know, I was a director of me at that point. Had to hire a staff, had to put things together. But in the course of 12 years, built five new stores, opened up and renovated several, ended up having to do a lot of leadership things that really became about acknowledging everyone around me for their talents and encouraging them to be their best so that we could succeed together. Wow, that is an incredible journey. I literally had goosebumps when you spoke about your teacher and you know that, that essay that you wrote about you wanting to be an architect. What so I'm I want to know what that six year old was thinking when she was told that choose something else, this is not for you. What went through your mind at that point in time? You know, I think because mom and dad had been so encouraging, I was like, that's okay that you think I may not be, but I know what I want to do. I still had a firm understanding of my path was not necessarily what everybody else did. And I could look at other things without it being a judgment against them, more of an acknowledgement that they were looking at it from their experience. And so what I love now about working with the bank code personality profile is what I had done intuitively in terms of understanding the uniqueness and having gained that through the experience of a family that was open in discussion in so many ways. I could now explain to people how I could see their unique gifts because they come from different points of views. They come from different values and how they put that into the experience of their life to make decisions to buy into engaging with you in an activity, doing the tasks you ask them to do on a job, buying a product from you. The tools were created for a selling proposition to help people engage in those selling conversations and shorten that. What I saw in it immediately was that it was the basis of how you build successful relationships by honoring the values of others. And that had been something, always a gift in our family. You could look at somebody and not appreciate everything about them and still love them. And sometimes that is the best gift you can give each other is to still love them, recognizing that they are uniquely who they are and it is not up to you to change them. You know, the, there's so much beauty in what you said and it's so true yet, and I think somewhere uh, we know that it is all about accepting the person as they are and just knowing that we all are unique in our own ways. Yet, it does get into our relationships a lot of times. How do we, you know, let go of, I think somewhere it's expectations. I may be wrong. I want to know what you think about it. But what do you think gets into the way of not letting, uh, you know, our opinion about people affect our relationships? So what would you say? I, I think part of it is if you look at all the things that are thrown at us saying this is an ideal, this is what everybody wants. This is how you fit in. When you are thrown that in school, when you are thrown that in church, when you are thrown that in the media, you start feeling that being you is the worst thing you can be. 
instead of it being the best you are, and that is more than enough. So it is helping others to unwrap the fact that we all have gifts. You know, that's really what the book is about, the gifts of the universe that each one of us have, and truly being able to recognize it in ourselves and honor it in others. And by doing those two things together, you're able to see how you stand apart from somebody and in no way negate who they are, no way negate who you are, but own your gifts, own your strengths and build a fabulous life from those. Absolutely. And recognizing that so frequently they aren't what others are expecting. You know, one of the things we talk about when we're talking about bank and parenting is how often are you parenting the child you wish you had instead of parenting the child you have? You know, maybe your hopes for that child are based on what you had wanted in your life instead of going, what are the gifts this child has and how can we engage them in activities that help them to thrive to become the best that they can be? My mom would look at artwork with me and she'd go, I want to pull that apart. I want to look at it in a different way. And we could giggle and laugh about the different ways we looked at things. You know, she could take me out to the barn with her and with the horses. And she knew I was never going to be a crazy fun rider, but I still loved being around the horses and, and sharing that time with her, which was her special love in life sharing those experiences that others embrace without making it about your having to love it, but you still experience it and you still share. And those powerful moments become special. I, th I think one of the other things that I am most excited about in life and was talking about this with somebody the other day is conversations around the dinner table are those perfect times when a conversation can be had because it is not about the meal, but the meal and the sharing of food gives you a slight distraction while you're pondering a thought, while somebody brings up something that you need to think about before you shout about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something that you need to cogitate a moment on before you announce why you disagree. But those I, moments become shareable around the table because they're not a forced conversation. They're just a sharing in the moment. Absolutely. I so agree with especially the dinner table conversations because uh, I think even at times today, we have started getting distracted by, you know, watching either TV or having individual dinners uh, and, uh, you know, or spending it with mobiles in our hands. So there's a mobile in one hand and you're eating and the conversations just go missing. However, there's one yeah. point that you made, which I, which I still want to talk a little bit more about because I think that's so beautiful yet. It's how does a parent differentiate? Because somewhere you, you said that, you know, are you talking to the child you wish you had or the child you have? How do I remember uh, that as a parent? How, what would help me bring that awareness to myself so that my conversations change? So the four cards that I use in bank, each have 12 words on them. 
And we can hand them to an individual and say, order them in what's most important to you to least important to you. And what you see behind my name on this conversation is the NAKB, which stands for the Nurturing, Action, Knowledge, and Blueprint as the way that I order my life. Well, we even have these cards in icons so that a child who doesn't speak yet can look at it and go, what images do they find attractive? And so you can hand them to a child and start to see what are they pulled to that maybe you aren't. So I have a great niece right now who is three going on four. Her mother is knowledge first. Her father is nurture first. I can tell you this child is action first. (laughs) She is always on the go. She is all about what am I doing that's fun? Do you see what I'm doing? She now has a new little sister who is just a few months old. The nurturing side of her is coming up as she's learning to care for her sister. So I'm expecting her to be action first and nurturing second. Well, with daddy being nurturing first and mommy being nurturing second, they can play together and figure out some of these things. And you start to see where you overlap, you start to see where you're different. And it then creates the awareness, which then allows you to start to go, hmm, I'm asking this child to always do something. And this child would rather be reading. This child would rather be taking a mechanism of the heart because they have to understand how something works. They want to do a puzzle. And maybe you were the one who always wanted to do a puzzle, but now you've got a child who wants to run and play, (laughs) you know. So my mom was in action. She passed before I got to have her actually crack her coat, but I know she was in action. She was always about having fun. She was always about being out and doing things, but her nurturing was second. Got it. So how do we, uh, so do we have to study bank to uh, know this more or is there a, okay, I'm I'm a little confused here. So tell me a little bit more of how do I go with, We crack the code so I can do that in person with the cards or I can actually provide you a link where you can go and do it on a web page and then it sends you a report about you and then I have the ability to do coaching sessions over a 12 week period uh, training sessions that can be half a day to a full day and multiple days and then subscriptions where people have the ability to do online learning as well as have the tools that they can crack the codes of people they work with or uh, people they know in their family, um, people they engage with at any level. Beautiful. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it it becomes a fun thing that some people implement in business and others implement in life. Absolutely. I was about to say that, that, you know, so there is, there is this aspect of not only uh, just discovering who I am, but also understanding at times, how do I make decisions and it, I think somewhere it would also help individuals let go of that desire of becoming like somebody because you always yeah. look at the idols or, uh, you know, even at our parents and wonder, okay, why is it that my mom and dad are like this? And I expect to at least fall in one of those categories, you know, and we strive hard to fall in one of those categories when, as you said, if one is nurturing first and one is knowledge first, the child may be action first. And it's about understanding that, uh, and 
letting go of the desire of being like somebody else or being yeah. you know uh, being truly who you are yeah absolutely yeah. i i can see that i pull things from both mom and dad but i'm not like either one of them my dad was much more of the systems and the blueprint side of let's follow these rules and do it this way and you know mom was out being gregarious and fun and it would just drive him crazy at times because he's like I, you know, what do you mean you're off doing this now? <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, and uh, sharing the time at the dinner table allowed me to gain from both of them and allowed me to have those conversations that allowed me to pull in. But they, they recognized that I, I needed a push to become more independent and they helped me to find that. And then later in life said, I think we did too good a job because, <laughs> of course <laughs> because they did. I, I moved away. I, you know, became uh, involved in all sorts of businesses that took me to other states. And so I wasn't living close to home and that is not what they expected. The shy girl was never going to leave and instead she left and, and then, <laughs> you know, ventured off onto other things. I think I think that is definitely an adventurous yet very 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 beautiful journey. Uh, this is my take on this. You know, whether we are parents or not, uh, I think the the system that you're talking about, the bank, understanding that somewhere, I feel would you know help us in our relationships, even intimate ones. Like when you were talking about yes. the you know B A N K, I'm thinking about okay, what is first for me, and what is first for my husband, and then you know understanding okay, this is why he's different, and this is why he picks this first rather than me, you know, uh, wanting to him pick what I want him to pick, and that understanding <laughs> or that clarity itself changes the way we look at things, right? Uh, I think this is beautiful, and I'm personally going to explore this for sure. I'll share my link with you so that you have that to do. And one of my favorite stories from very early in my training was the fact that there was a husband and wife who came to take the training. She was nurturing and he was knowledge. And she says, I wish he would tell me he loved me and bring me flowers and, and do things for me that showed his love more often. And his take as knowledge is, honey, I married you. If that ever changes, I'll let you know. You know, to him, it was like, if I'm here, isn't that enough? You know, you know, I, I, I don't need to profess it to express it. The fact that I'm here is, is it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think, we, you know, we miss out on looking at things from other person's perspective. And that's yeah. where, you know, uh, we read between the lines, but the lines are not there in the first place. <laughs> Yeah. we make up the lines, up the lines. <laughs> yes absolutely uh I, this I is very very, very interesting I was gonna say I can remember times I've thought about a conversation I expect to have with somebody and so you're you're in an argument with somebody and they don't even know it you know because you're prepping yourself for that insanity that you don't have to put yourself through very, very, very true. I could actually imagine myself doing that, you know, at times when you prepare yourself that I will say this, then I know the response is going to be this and then I'm preparing all the answers. And sometimes people really surprise you, you, you end up having a conversation and they'll directly reach to the last point where they're agreeing with you and you're like, okay, why are you agreeing with me? What's wrong with you? Even then, there is a challenge. So uh, this is this is very beautiful. But there's one thing that you said, Susan, I want to emphasize a little bit more on that because that is of my interest as well. 
would you want to give any tips to our audience in terms of how to make those either dinner table conversations or breakfast conversations one conversation with your family members once in a day uh any any tips to make that happen because i think in our daily lives we forget it we take it for granted most of the times the presence of the people around us so anything that you would like to add here i i find it has to become a regular event not something that is only the special occasions uh even when i was in college i lived in a co-ed house and the six of us who went to different different departments different colleges at the university still made it a point that all six of us would sit together for dinner at night and we would share stories of our experience we created community around that table and it, it also meant we shared in the preparation we would assign people the duties of of making the dinner duties of cleaning up the dinner and some who didn't have to worry about it that at that time with respect to who's schedule needed what flexibility it built in those those skills that you need later in life so i think sometimes it's not about making it a rule but it's about making it a fun interaction of food that doesn't have to be complicated it might be takeout it might be something simple i i remember one of my favorite christmas stories is one i wrote about in the book i wrote in 2013 and at that point mom had baked duck in the oven and it was one of those snowy christmases in iowa where we weren't venturing out my brother and i were playing a game of risk dad was off reading or doing something and mom was puttering around in the kitchen and the next thing we knew the ducks were done and we hadn't done any other prep for the christmas dinner the four of us sat down with the ducks in the roasting pan and started picking meat off of it and telling stories and laughing. We never really set the table for a Christmas dinner. We never worried about the rest of the the side dishes and stuff. And to the dying day of my mom and dad, we still tell stories about how precious that Christmas was. Because instead of us making it about, oh my gosh, this isn't ready and now we have to do this. We just sat down and enjoyed each other. and i think that's the the piece of it that most of the time we are too concerned about the incidentals of the meal or is somebody really sticking to what they're supposed to be doing at that meal instead of just engaging in the conversations and letting it flow i think you just you know spoke my heart out here because it's not about you know who is doing what but just you know feeling or experiencing the essence of people around you and making the most of it and as you said it, it's not about having it perfect or the way you expect Never. it to be perfect it's just about yeah. <laughs> being there and having that dinner and having those conversations so thank you thank you thank you for sharing that i think it was a very 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 beautiful insight there and uh i think we can go on and on about our conversations but considering our audience today i just have one last question for you which is my favorite okay. question and that is Susan how do you want to be remembered what do you want your legacy to be I love it when people say they are comfortable being in the space with me of my life so a lot of that has been what those dinner conversations have been those conversations in a workplace where we just took a moment out to have 
a moment to connect heart to heart, mind to mind, soul to soul. Those are the things where people remember that they felt respected and seen at the same time. I love that. I think that's, that's, that's a beautiful legacy to leave. And I would definitely know you for that. I'm going to remember this, this conversation about dinner for sure, uh, because I believe in it. And somewhere you just validated those thoughts uh, in, in, a, in, in a such a beautiful and uh, easy to understand way. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And Susan, once again, thank you for being a part of this book, sharing an incredible journey. I, I love, love, love your chapter. It catches my attention every, you know, and it has stuck with me, which is being uniquely me and you uniquely you. I think that reminds me every time I have those expectations of just reminding myself that I am me and you are you. And that's, that's, that's all it is. There is no uh, disconnect at all. So thank you for writing that chapter and sharing it with or through the book of Gifts of the Universe. You truly are sharing your gift with all of us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for your time today here. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate my time with you today. God bless. Thank you. And guys, before I go and say bye, remember, we all are born abundant. All we need to do is claim that abundance by taking one step at a time. I will see you soon with another amazing lady in our next conversation. Take care and see you.